0: There's just so much more to hear.
1: Download our podcast at Dubai Eye 1038.com. Drive Live. Talks Automotive.
0: We have two guests in the studio with us today. A very warm welcome, first of all, to you, Damien Reid, motoring journalist. Damien, good to see you in the country.
1: Good to be back. Yes,
0: <laughs> you're always away these days. We can never get you
1: running. Well, that's what I do, running around in between flights to somewhere. Oh so. yeah,
0: he's been he's been around, and we're going to be hearing lots more about what Damien's <laughs> been up to uh, in a few minutes' time. Also, a very warm welcome, and thank you very much to Nas Chowdhury from WeCashAnyCar.com. Thanks for coming in, Nas.
2: Thank you for having me back.
0: And uh, as we often say on this programme, We Cash Any Car is particularly busy. If you want to get involved, you know what you have to do. Very, very simple. Text us, but be quite specific. We need a bit of detail, particularly it's helpful to Naz if you give us as much information as possible. We want the make, the model, the year, the kilometres. You name it. We don't really need to know if it's been driven by a woman, uh, whether it's been driven by an expat. We don't really care. We don't care about that part. We need to know the model. We need to know how old it is. We need to know how it's been looked after. Have you had it repaired with the agencies? All of those details help uh, help make Naz's job that just a little bit easier. Damien, we are going to come to you first of all. You've been all over the place. Give us a give us a taste of what life as a motoring journalist is, has been like recently.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, well, last week was quite was quite busy. So uh, we flew out firstly to uh, to, to London. We did drove the new Maserati Levant oh, through God, um, a hard life. <laughs> through <laughs> through London and the surrounding districts. And uh, it's it's a, it's a new 2019 model, the V eight's coming a little bit later on. So it was a good chance to sort of get in mm. with that. Then uh, the next day, we, we then went again. Stayed, we stayed with Maserati because they've got an amazing history and a collection of old cars and everything else. So we went down to, to the Goodwood Festival of Speed. Wow. Which awesome. is just the most amazing motorsport, motoring event you've ever seen. Half a million spectators over three days. Wow. At this place. And it's just like a big garden picnic for, 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 for car heads.
0: Car lovers. But it's, I mean, you get a real. Um you get to see up close and personal some amazing classic cars that most people have never seen in real life
1: before. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, and, and this was the 25th anniversary of the event. Uh, the whole lot was is sorted out by um, – um, he was formerly known as Lord March, but his title has just changed. He's now um, Charles Gordon-Ledick, the 11th Duke of Richmond. And it's his property, and he decided to have a hill climb up his property to the to the driveway to his house 25 years ago. There was probably 60 cars the first time around. Now it's become effectively the British Motor Show. It is huge and people queue for days. You've, you, people get helicopters in because the traffic's too thick. Wow. Um, and it's the most amazing display of, of, of classic cars and modern cars that race up the hill in the hill climb. Then there's also auctions as well for classic cars. So there's some amazing figures. There's a car that went for 10 million pounds um, in, in auction. Um, Ten
0: million pounds. What uh, kind? What kind of car was this, Damien?
1: This was actually it was a Bonhams auction, and it was uh, sixteen million US dollars. It was Jim Clark's Aston Martin DB4 Zagato, which is a very Rare. in the classic car yeah. community. Everyone knows it by its registration, which is two VEV two VEV, because it's on. It's it's been in photographs since yeah. the nineteen fifties of racing around the world. Wow, and it's a beautiful car. Um, that went for um, for 13.3, didn't quite reach what they expected. Wow. So still. Oh,
3: just 13.3. Disappointing, eh, Natalie? Yeah. I know. But, just- but
1: the, the car that I loved was uh, was uh, John Surtees, a former racing motorcycle world champion and Formula 1 world champion. His BMW 507 and 1958 model um, sold for $4.5 million. It was a gift to him by the MV Augusta factory um, for winning the championship, and he drove it every day. And when he raced for... Ferrari in Formula One he'd drive from his house to England to Marinello, to the factory in uh, in Italy in the BMW and Enzo Ferrari actually said to him can you mind not bringing this car anymore because you drive for Ferrari don't please yeah. don't bring this BMW he loved it that much and it was his daily driver until he passed away just recently so that just very sold very recently very recently very recently yeah, yeah. so that just sold for four and a half million dollars
0: now Naz, you're into cars um yes, have you are. ever been to have you ever been to Goodwood
2: a few years ago, yes. It was an amazing experience. The weather, I don't think, was as good as it was this time around. A few years ago, it was a little bit more damp and soggy, but a- absolutely great time. And like you said, um, plenty of choice. It's the best place for car lovers. You see the new, the old, uh, and you see some amazing prices in terms mm. of options, things that we've never seen before. I mean, if a car comes in like that, to so we cash in car, I think we'd all put our hands <laughs> up and say you're <laughs> in the wrong place. Yeah,
0: <laughs> definitely. Or, you know, that's very honest of you, Nas. We've had a couple of... Uh, People text in already for cash or trash. We're going to come to them in a few minutes' time. So if you've got an Infinity Q60 or a BMW, we could be coming to you uh, in a few minutes. But just going to stay on this topic, actually, because Damien, you pointed out, I mean, my husband quite likes cars. He's quite into cars. And I'm a bit like, well, oh, that's kind of something to get around. And anyway, uh, apparently, uh, Damien, he could now legitimize his love of cars, can't he, my mm. husband? Tell oh. me more about this.
1: Well, it's, 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 um, it's very easy from my side. I can convince anyone to click, to collect cars. That's easy. <laughs> but uh, no, the reason is is that uh, they've now been cl- – classic cars have always been a little bit of a silent investor for, for people in the know and people who know about it. But now it's just been recognised by the German banking industry oh. as a legitimate investment well, hey. alongside real estate and jewellery and, and fine arts. So it it's um it's kind of a recession-proof investment when people – when when things go tough in the market the classic car market tends mm-hmm. to go up because it's a safe it's a reasonably safe investment but you're not paying all the massive taxes and everything else you do on say stocks and bonds because technically you're buying a car it just happens to be worth a lot and it'll be worth a bit more when you sell it hopefully so um, but now the the banking industry in germany has recognised it primarily i think probably because Porsche the Porsche 911 has been exceptionally strong car in value in the last 10 years mm. that um, you can legitimately get it as a as an appreciable asset.
3: Interesting. Trade it like a commodity. Could soon be seeing them trade Ferrari futures on their asset-backed security. That would be interesting. <laughs> Absolutely. It would be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Not, not a depreciating asset, some people might think.
1: I know some people have traded a Ferrari or two for property, yeah. So mm. um, it's, it is a commodity, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, we're going to go to what is often described as the most hectic part of this show. Cash or Trash? Okay, Naz, you're primed and ready. I'm ready. Okay, excellent. We're going to start here. This is an Infinity Q60. It's white, 2016, uh, twenty nine thousand kilometres. It's convertible. No repairs. Full service history. How much could this be sold for, Naz?
2: Q60 convertible. Um, again, wrong time of year. We always say the convertibles seem to be creeping up in July and August. Um, If you are to wait for the right end user in September, I'd say around 90,000 dirhams. Um, If you can hold on that long. Otherwise, in today's market, I'd say 75 to 80. So there's that much difference.
0: Now, Naz, um, what kind of price would someone be paying for this car new?
2: New, off the top of my head, I'd say around 180,000 dirhams. 170, depending on the options.
0: Okay. Um, We will come back to Cash or Trash. If you are interested in evaluation, if you've got an eye if you've got your eye, rather, on a car and you think, mm, is it priced at the right price? Text in. Get Nas's opinion. He likes uh, looking at this, and it's always a bit of a challenge. We like to keep him on his toes. So if you have a car you want valued, it's uh, 4001 or via the free messaging app. You can get in contact with us there. We'll continue Cash and Trash, Cash and Trash, Cash or Trash, next.
3: Drive Live. Talks Automotive.
0: We are talking automotive on Drive Live at the minute. We have two guests in the studio with us. We have Damien Reed, who's a motoring journalist. We also have Nad, Naz Chowdhury from We Cash Any Car. So we've been doing a few cash or trash. Let's um, have a look at one that's just come in now. This is from Vicky Naz. Vicky says, I have a 2012 BMW 523, 230,000 kilometers. Wow. Partially repainted, quite honest, from Vicky. Uh, what can uh, Vicky expect to get from that car? Obviously, kilometres super high.
2: Um, hi, Vicky. You've obviously been shopping around. Partially repainted is very much a term used in the motor trade. So she's obviously gone somewhere and they've pointed that out and tried to use that to bring the price down. Um, unfortunately, the biggest disadvantage with this car is the kilometres at you know, 230,000 dirhams. Uh, you can expect to get forty-five to 50,000 dirhams for that car.
0: Okay, Um, Vicky let us know if that's what you are expecting because it's always interesting to uh, hear if people think oh that was a good valuation, that wasn't a good valuation somebody's texted in um, and just has no name on this and says Maserati Gran Turismo 2008 I'm sorry but we need a tiny bit more information than that we could do with uh, some mileage, you know, anything that might help us uh, particularly if you know the trim of your car as well that's obviously quite helpful for us too Um, This
3: one's got quite a lot of detail on it we've got... Hi, I've got a 2015 Chevrolet Malibu LTZ with full service history. Rear bumper was changed due to a minor incident. Whoops, 43,000 kilometres driven. How much will it get me, Naz?
2: Um, That car, sorry, rear bumper due to minor accident. Again, uh, it's good to be honest. Um, These things do have a detrimental impact on the value of the car. Um, In this case, to the tune of around 5,000 dirhams. So um, I'd say around 40,000 dirhams for this car.
0: Okay, Damien, we're going to come to you, uh, come back to you. You obviously have had a wonderful time driving around London, experiencing Maseratis, and we're talking about Goodwood as well. And classic cars, is, as an investment, it's beginning to be a little bit more recognised. I still think it's a bit of a scam so that uh, people like Naz and my husband can <laughs> convince their wives <laughs> that they should buy more cars. I'm not quite sure I believe this yet, but Damien, you assure me there's cold, hard facts. But if you yes. even look in the region here, um, you know, there's so many events going on in terms of the classic car world as well, aren't there?
1: Yeah, very much so. And that's, that's a reasonably recent thing, the last, say, five years ago. Uh, anyone who's been here for, for, for a couple of decades would realise that there wasn't a huge classic car scene originally, mm. and that's changed a lot. People had uh, exotic new cars as they've always had, yeah. but uh, the classic car scene has changed dramatically in the last five or six years, helped along a lot by the, the classic car um, registration, which which helps you register cars you want to use only a few times a year. Um, so what they do with that is they they're very strict on on your basic roadworthiness of the car to make sure that it's that it's roadworthy. But then they're more flexible on other things. So if it's um, say an old t- turn of the century car that had no headlights or gas lights or something, they'll register it so it can only run during the day. Or if it's um, uh, if, if it's a car that maybe even be right hand drive they'll give it some kind of concessional registration. So it encourages people to restore the older cars. And that's really had a big impact. And then, of course, the big thing that's happened globally that's also impacted here is the cars and coffee scene. Yeah. And that's been brought on by social media, Instagram. um, And that's really picked off here. A couple of cafes around here. are. Very successful on a Friday. You'll find all the classic cars Oh,
0: I know. Oh. Tell me about it. <laughs> I have been dragged. I mean, they actually do quite nice coffee in some of them, so it's not too bad. <laughs> but, you know, totally dragged uh, down to those. Because you see incredible cars and it's like you don't necessarily know they're around, mm. but you get to see them. It's You know, it's really, really nice um, yeah. to see them. But, uh, I mean, like you say, it's an Instagram has, and social media has really, really pushed this. It's had a big
1: change. Yeah. It's, it's really, I mean, if you look back 10 years ago, the classic car scene was very much driven around concours cars, so cars that were trailered to an event and were judged on on how pristine and immaculate they were. But with with the Instagram generation coming through, um, they like to drive their cars to an event and have it shown and be seen. And so now, having a car that's got mileage on it isn't the the um, uh, isn't the the, um, the hindrance that it was before with concourse cars and now we're mm. seeing things like barnyard finds where people actually don't want to clean them. Yeah. They well they have, you know, they have their patina, they like to see a little bit of rust on it, see a few win- uh, chips in the windscreen and, and to show that the car's got a bit of character lines. That's actually helping the value of cars. So the whole thing has flipped. Yeah. You know, mean, there's still you'll always have demand of cars with, you know, zero mileage when they're fifty years old and that sort of thing that have always that have been stuck in a in a glass box. But you'll also you've got cars that have got that have got stories and tell stories. Um, And they uh, are the ones now that are also pulling big money.
0: It's incredible. Okay, Naz, have you got your concentration cap on?
2: Yes, I do. Cash or
0: Trash? Okay, we're going to start with a Nissan Armada, 2007 LE is the trim, 115,000 kilometres, full service history. Again, no name on this one, but what can this person expect to get for their car, Nice
2: and easy. This one's around 12 to 15,000 dirhams.
0: 12 to 15,000 dirhams. Yeah. I mean, I'm, this car is 11 years old. It's got a lot of miles on and this has still got, you know, some residual value. It's incredible.
2: It's a Nissan, so the parts are. It's fairly inexpensive to keep on the road. Uh, It serves a purpose. It's nice and big, plenty of seats for you know a family, Um, so it really serves its purpose well.
0: Okay, Sam's got back in touch. Sam is said owner of Maserati Gran Turismo. It is a very popular white Maserati with full red interior. Now, 2008, 115,000 kilometers. Unfortunately, it's had a couple of dents. Uh, What can Sam um, expect to get for their Maserati?
2: Sounds very familiar to a car that came in a few days ago, Sam, so I don't know if you, you've been to us or not. Um, unfortunately, the kilometres slightly on the higher side would have an impact on the price. Um, based on what you've told us, I'd say around fifty-five to 60,000 dirhams is what you can expect to receive.
3: Okay, Naz, we've also got a message in from Naz. This isn't you texting in yourself on the show, <laughs> No, I hope. it's
2: not. My phone's are here. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: this Naz has a Mercedes-Benz AMG E320 from 2005. It's got 190,000 miles on the clock, and it has a painted bumper. What could Naz expect to get from this, Naz?
2: Um, great car. Some may say future classic, right, Damien? These, mm, uh, definitely. Uh, it's an acquired taste. Uh, it appeals to niche market, so it's really hard to find the right buyer for it right now. Um, Although I'd say it's worth ten to fifteen thousand dirhams in today's market. Although that car will not depreciate in value as long as it's maintained well.
0: Okay. Um. And who just texted in? He has Dodge Charger 2013 base model, and it has 175 thousand kilometers. It has been agency maintained throughout. Naz, what kind of price range are we looking at for that car?
2: Shame about the mileage. I'd say around twenty-five to twenty-eight thousand dirhams.
0: Okay, uh, another text with no name. Please do leave your name. It's quite. It's, it makes it a bit easier for us to imagine what you're like behind the wheel. Of <laughs> I want to know what car. this Jeep Grand Cherokee driver's is like. Yeah, I, I want to see. I know. Yeah. <laughs> look him in the eyes or her. Could yes, could uh, This is Naz. Uh, a Jeep Grand Cherokee Summit, full package, clean, which is always nice to know. Agency maintained, still in warranty, eighty five. 1000 kilometers that would make a bit more sense 85000 kilometers 2015 model registered April 2016 now as I wanted to ask you about this because we often of get that obviously uh, showrooms often come to a point where they need to register these cars or they haven't sold them and it was maybe made the year before mm-hmm. but it's not sold until the following January February March does this ever have a real impact in terms of
2: price it has a a, a positive impact when you're buying them, of course, because they're always trying to offload all the stock. Yeah. So um, if you're in an agency towards the start of a year, um, you may ask for a car from the previous year and you yeah. may get a nice 10 to 15% discount. So it's good when you're buying a car as well. So for the savvy buyer, it's something worth looking into. Um, unfortunately, when you come to sell the car on the other side, the same thing applies. Um, yeah. This car, although registered in 16, is still a 15 model and would be priced as a 2015 car.
0: Okay, so um, you told us the price for this, did you? Did we get the price or did I just ask you another question? You asked me another question, but I was just... What's Mentally it? cooking the price in my head. I'd say <laughs> Buying eight, yourself some thinking uh, time, like, I like exactly. it. Yeah.
2: I'd say around 80,000 dirhams.
0: Okay, 80,000 dirhams for the Jeep mm-hmm. Cherokee. Uh, let's squeeze one more in. Justin has a Infinity FX35. Is it? Is that what it's called? FX35? Yep. White 2012 model. Has 140,000 kilometres. Um, what is that worth, Naz? I'd say
2: around 45,000. To 50,000 dirhams, so it's still holding value.
0: Okay, I lo- get back in touch. Let us know, Justin. Um, it's nice to know if you think, oh, sometimes we have people who've said, I really thought my car was worth a lot less than this, quite pleasantly surprised. And then other people, oh, I was, I'm leaving in a month and I was hoping to sell it for three times the price. So it's always good to know what your expectations are as well.
1: This is Drive Live with Natalie Lindo-Taylor and Tim Elliott.
0: Right now. Back to Drive Live Talks Automotive. Two guests in the studio, Damien Reed, who's a motoring journalist, and Naz Chowdhury from Cash Any Car. Now, Damien, we've been talking lots about classic cars and how it's a very sensible investment, and it's a great idea, and it's all wonderful and fabulous, and shouldn't we all be doing it? Sounds sounds great. But you are sort of here to convince me, and possibly some <laughs> other sceptics, that it's not the worst idea.
1: Yeah, well, it is. I mean, you, you do have to be... Okay, it's not like having stocks and bonds in terms of you have to uh, maintain the, the the asset if you want to look mm. at it that way. So you have to have the right people around you in terms of uh, workshops and mechanics and and and, and uh, body repairers and and uh, also storage in 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 the off season. So in, in Europe you have to have winter storage. Here you obviously have to have summer storage to, to keep the to keep the car at maximum maximum value. But having said that, um, it's still clearly a very good investment if we look at for, uh, probably. The reason why the, we were saying before about the German uh, banking um, industry endorsing it is because probably the strongest car at the moment is the Porsche 911. Yeah. And it's it's incredibly strong. We're looking at particularly uh, even the more recent cars. The Porsche 911R, which was, uh, only came onto the market last year, was on the market for a retail value of about $225,000. Uh, now they're going for between four hundred and sixty dollars to $530,000 in 12 months. And one even sold for one point two million dollars. Wow! In the space of twelve months, so you know they're they're consistently mm. pulling fairly good prices. Um, they're they they've uh, always maintaining that that steady growth, um, but also new cars as well. For the for this market, we're looking at supercars, and the supercars market is also growing in terms of the value of the cars. So if you buy, say, if you if you're in that realm, you have a um, a Bugatti Chiron, for instance, that was uh, Three million dollars, so nine and a bit million dirhams, uh, mm. is, is now going for about four and a half to five million dollars in the space of 12 months. So, you know, the market is definitely going in the, in the right direction for Now is chomping at the bit here now. <laughs> Come on, yeah, I want to hear
2: what you've yeah, got no, to say now. No, um, definitely a worthwhile investment, but it's very important to, uh, to do your homework and make sure you choose the right car. Um, the age of the car doesn't necessarily mean it's a classic. Um, mm. one tip really to look at is the production number. Usually the more rare it is, uh, or more rare variant of a specific type of car, will have huge, huge impacts on the price. So for example, a 911 Turbo is great, but a 911 GT2 RS from 1996 is incredible and worth 15 or 20 fold. Um, So a lot of people are buying cars, assuming they're gonna go up in value, But they're not. It all comes down to, um, you know, production numbers predominantly. Yeah. But and then having a comprehensive service history where I think we uh, we like behind in this region. in in Europe, you know, you expect to buy a classic car with the glove box full of paperwork over 40 years, you know, MOTs, invoices, et cetera, et cetera. And that's something that you really need to look at if you're looking to buy it for investment purposes.
0: Mm, Okay. Mm. Cash or trash? So, Naz, we have Hesham on the line for you, and this is all about an Audi. Good evening.
2: Good evening. Thank you for taking my call.
0: No problem. Tell us about your car, please.
2: Okay, so there's a bit of a history behind this. That's why I want to text it in. Uh, I've got an Audi Q5 2014 model, 90,000 kilometres, black colour. I've got warranty until February 2019. Now, for the, the little bit of history, uh, there was an engine replacement re- recently, uh, about two months back. The, the company put in a new engine. Um, I don't know how that's going to affect the, the value of the car compared to the similar cars in the market right now. Um, thank you for the call. Um- it would have a positive effect on the car if explained well, and you explained it fairly clearly. Uh, my advice with a car like this, if you're not in a rush, would be to put the put an advert on, do bizzle, of course, and um, mention clearly the fact that it's got a new engine and the reasons why. Um, I'm assuming Audi put the engine in for you, right? Because the engine's worth more than the car. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it's still under warranty, so that's. I did not have to pay a dime. Yeah, that's great. So it's definitely a selling point. This looks like whether it's a you know a recall or manufacturer fault. You're completely in the clear. You've got your service history. You've got an engine under warranty. This is all good, and it actually gives a positive impact on the price. So uh, my advice would be put it on, list it around 60,000, 65,000 dirhams and see how you go. But bear in mind that being quite time of year, um, the phone's not going to go crazy. So if you're not in a rush, wait till September. Great advice. Sure. Thank you
0: so much. Thank you. Thanks, Hershon. We have an interesting caller on line number two. Now, this person won a Tesla in a competition and now wants to know what it should be sold for. Good <laughs> evening.
2: Hello. Good evening.
0: Oh, you don't sound very excited for someone in, uh, in <laughs> possession of a car that they've won that's very expensive. Uh, you know, after you win something, you start wondering how you can you can get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, here, tell us, uh, tell us a bit more about the car. It's a Tesla.
2: Yeah, it's a black color with a uh, white interior.
0: Okay. Uh, any more details? So it's brand new, I presume, two thousand and eight, eighteen rather.
2: Yeah. Actually, I'm not a fan of electric cars, so I don't know what to do with it.
0: <laughs> okay Good so now <laughs> the thing is about this car not loads of them on the market so That's the, the, right, yeah. the, you know the, the second uh, user market is not really as established That's as it right. would be with other cars so where do we go here
2: So first and foremost uh, here congratulations um the best thing i've ever won is um well, I don't remember really. Nothing, <laughs> <laughs> If I'm completely honest, so Mabruk, uh, it's a it's a, it's a great thing. I wonder if it's the one that uh, Yasmo was giving away a couple of weeks back because my wife did enter the raffle. She said, you know, we have to pay or spend a thousand dirhams in the mall to get a raffle, and that was her excuse to just go crazy shopping. Ah, um, I yeah. like the we, style. We didn't win anything, and she ended up taking lots of goodies home. Uh, but yeah, going back to the questions out here, um, it all depends on the trim level. These started at around. Low threes, 328,000 dirhams, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, but that's for a base yeah. model. And then depending on how many seats it's got, if it's got the autonomous self-driving, if it's the six or seven-seater configuration, if it has the bigger wheels, the list price can go from anywhere from 328,000 dirhams all the way to half a million dirhams. Wow. Um, also impacts the, uh, the battery sizes, the 90, the 100, or the 110. Do you, do you know which variant model you have? It's a hundred and ten. Yeah, it's a GCC spec. Wow. So if it's a hundred and ten D, it has the ludicrous mode. I'm I'm assuming, which is the you know the hyperdrive. I've
0: been in, I've been in I've been in them when they're on ludicrous mode, and I've been in fast cars before, and this was something else. It really is. Are you sure you don't want to keep it? <laughs> um, uh,
2: you you have to spend a lot for insurance. Ah, uh, right, okay, yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean. If you're going to sell it, my advice is don't put too many kilometers on it, because a used car, as we know, drops 20-25% as, as soon as you come up with the showroom. Uh, but based on the fact that it's 110D, and I'm assuming they were generous and gave you some of the better options, I'd say around three hundred to 350,000 dirhams, depending on the options, of course.
0: How does that sound? Free money. So if, you were, if you were
2: me, uh, how much would you sell it for? Um, the best person on the day, if I'm honest, because if if I want out, I want. If out, you want right? the cash <laughs>
0: out of it, I mean, Damien, interesting to get your perspective on mm. this because uh, D- Tesla's are so new to the market here, aren't they?
1: Well, this is it, and it's it's so hard to, as as sort of point out, to, to gauge a value or not because there aren't a lot on the road and, and getting setting up the uh, the the infrastructure for for charging and all that sort of thing. Still, a lot of question marks around uh, mm. around what you can do with a Tesla and how far yeah. you can drive it. So, yeah, it's a tricky one. Um, I mean, to drive news, great, but the secondhand market really hasn't started, yeah. even started yet. I, I can't recall seeing them on the on the used market.
2: There's a few. They've been they're very hard to price because the early ones that came in, of course, Tesla opened their showroom here, I think, a year or two ago. But prior to that, a lot of people who couldn't wait imported themselves from the US. And they're obviously worth a lot less being grey imports, not having the full warranty and packages available by the dealership. So there's a big discrepancy between GCC specification and non-GCC. Do you know
0: know what you could do? Mm. Uh, You could uh, go to um, the Tesla show and wait outside, wait till you see a few people going in and coming out (laughs) and make them them an offer. Say, look, I've got this car, guys. And uh, if you make me an offer, we could both walk away quite happy. I mean, it's a brand new
2: car. No, I have received already some bids online for two fifty. I'm not sure if it's a good price. So we'll we'll speak offline. We'll make it happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we're 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 building a collective bid in the studio. We'll come back to you. We'll work Thanks.
2: something out. Just sit, Tiza. <laughs>
0: Thanks so much for calling to here, and congratulations again.
2: Okay, thank you.
0: Congratulations! Thank, thank you. you. Wow, what a fascinating uh, story! I have never <laughs> won anything so exciting. I think I've won a <laughs> raffle before, uh, but that's about the the, the height of it. Uh, a couple more. Nas. Yeah. Um, just Justin, quickly text back because I said let us know if if that was what you were expecting. I think we said. 30 to 50,000. I think Justin had uh, the Infinity FX white, and I think it was 30 to 50, and Justin was expecting 60. Probably, if you advertise it around the 60 mark, you might end up somewhere close to NASA's valuation.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're probably looking at what things are advertised for. And what we have to remember is the, the asking price is uh, never really the selling price, unless you're really lucky, as Zaher was earlier. Um, but in today's market, you can expect people to come, tire kick, low ball, and things like that. So although you see them advertised at 60, even more, um, I haven't seen one change hands at that, if I'm honest.
3: Okay. Um, well, while we're still in the got sort some. of regular car chat rather than electric cars, we've got Abdullah, he's texting. He says his father got a 2014 Ford Explorer with full service history, leather, ventilation seats, panoramic roof, etc. Driven at 98,000 kilometres. How much is he going to get for that?
2: Um... Ford Explorer I'd say around 50,000 dirhams This is Drive Live Get in touch with the show
0: Text us on 4001 You're listening to Drive Live No to me, Elliot, this week So Rosanna Luckwood Also known as Rog, Alongside me And Rosanna We have two guests In the studio with us We have uh, car enthusiasts um, In their spare time As well as their professional jobs We've got Damien Reed, Who's a motoring journalist And Nas Chowdhury From WeCashAnyCar.com A debizel company And you have a question I do for them but, don't
3: you Very selfishly want to know about this because we were talking classic cars earlier in the show and when I think classic cars um the the only classic car I would ever want to own my neighbor's got one I live in JVT and I I frequently walk past his house just to look at it it's it's an old Mercedes I'm not very good with models and types but I'd say it's like a 1970s very long bonnet Mercedes in a kind of champagne color absolutely gorgeous would that be a good kind of thing to acquire in Dubai how much is it worth that kind of thing where does a classic Mercedes sit in the rankings
1: um, yeah, that particular model is uh, is just on the cusp of, of of earning a lot of money. This is the, like the nineteen. I can't remember the model name. It's W, but it's it's the Yeah, it's nineteen seventies, early nineteen eighties era of cars. So you've got the the start out as the two eighty SL, three fifty, four fifty um, SL, and SLC, which is the hard top. And uh, those cars have been stagnant for a long time, but they're now just moving into the stage where they're where they're starting to to become really appreciative. Purely because, I mean, it's a nice car, but purely because the model before that, which is the uh, the the pagoda roof that that has that has taken off. That's the 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 nineteen sixties type Mercedes SL. That's gone. That's been taken off. So this is the next one in line. Mm. Um, you could probably pick them up for about. Uh, I don't know 40 60,000 dirhams a few years ago now they're probably edging uh, sort of 70 80 90 I guess thousand the pagoda no 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 for the what, for the 450 the, the, SL kind <laughs> yeah, of
2: for, yeah that's right yeah and uh, going back to your question it also depends on of course you've been quite vague as have our have is. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm like one of the textures uh, yeah uh, simple question do you remember if it's uh, a coupe or a I sedan have, a i have
0: i have a picture of the one that i think uh, roger's talking about it's the one that i love and we're very similar on this the one that i'm looking at is a, a, a 1960 190SL Roadster so it's like the two-seater I c- come and have a look Rog I think I'm this is the round. one that you're talking about um because this is the one that I love
3: is Just running back to the microphone that's actually a little too twee for my taste okay. it's, it's kind of a little bit um uh sort of herby <laughs> In okay. my mind. That's so the 190SL, by the
2: way, yeah. for everyone so who that's cannot the one, see the screen. That's
0: the one that you have. I'm so jealous. So, Naz, I'm just outing you now. You have that car. I'm so jealous. Yeah. When can I come around and drive it?
2: I've actually parked <laughs> it in a showroom <laughs> on Sheikh Road because I've run out of parking and I've tentatively put it up on sale. So it's actually on the business now. If it's you, black with red interior. If you need
0: um, if you need someone, you know, obviously you don't want it sitting there. Because as Damien said, if you want these cars to appreciate, you they need to be driven now. There needs mm. to be rust spots. If you need someone to help you out with that temporarily, I am happy to be that person. <laughs> I really don't mind. It's not my first choice of color combination, but, you know, I can definitely do you a favor.
2: No problems. I'm sure we can work something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, let's get back to... Uh, people with questions. Instead of the text, we're going to go straight to Ahmed. He is on the line and um, this is about a car that he wants to buy. It's uh, quite a snazzy car. Ahmed, good evening.
1: Hi, good afternoon, guys.
0: Hi, uh, you are looking to buy a Porsche. Tell us a bit more about the kind of car you're looking at.
1: Sure, I'm actually confused regarding the specs of the car. There's three questions. I'm looking at a 2018 Porsche GT3. Nice. And, okay. Yeah, the 4.0991.2. Mm. Um, I'm confused regarding the seats. So would it be better to purchase a car with the full bucket seats or with the Sports Plus seats with, um, if I'm looking for a good resale value down the road? That's the first question. Sure. And sec- and secondly, uh, should I be looking at the traditional colors like the garbs red or the white versus the new colors that are introduced like the crayon or the Miami blue?
0: Okay, Damien. I'm interested to hear your f- thoughts on this. First of all, first of all, let's go with the seats because I have a strong opinion on this. But but interested <laughs> okay. to see if it's the same as both of you. So,
1: uh, so you're talking about the, the fixed seats, right? The uh, the sports ones the as sports opposed to the ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think they would probably hold more value for the car later on because they're, they're not okay. in. In, in the same then uh, they weren't they're not produced in the same volume in terms of colors I, I think there's some really really good colors coming out now with with the with the, the, the new range I mean guards red will, will sell seven days a week um, but some of the new colors the the, the green that's come out the, the the blue that you mentioned some really good really good options there mm. but I think that's having probably less of an impact now because so many people can foil and wrap cars yeah that the color is becoming probably less of a of a negotiating factor in the long term.
0: And and Nas, what do you think about the seats?
2: Um, I think the primary reason for buying a car is means of transport. Now, a lot of people buy these cars um, going and specking up roll cages and stiffer suspension and <laughs> ceramic brakes and bucket seats and the club sport package only to sit there in traffic six months later going, I wish this was more comfortable. So <laughs>
0: uncomfortable, yeah.
2: So it's just something to bear in mind in terms of if it's a daily car, practically wise, you want to go for the normal seats. If it's a second car that you're going to use on weekends and stuff, my preference is definitely the uh, the RS Club Sport seats, and, and in terms of second value. Question, sorry, yeah. Second question, yeah. In terms question. of value, um, again, it's there. It's it swings and roundabouts because there's always going to be a used car buyer who wants the normal seats, and there's going to be a used car buyer who specifically wants the racing seats. So yeah, it's just appealing to a different audience, really. Okay, well. And regarding the color, if, is that what you're asking? Yes, absolutely. Go for the crayon. I love that color. I think it's very unique. It really stands out. It's very similar to Audi's Nardo Grey, and that did tremendously well. And um, it's definitely a colour that I think is going to hold and uh, perform really well over the years. It's going to age well. I can just see it in 20 years' time.
0: Enjoy, Ahmed. <laughs> I
2: hope that That's answers great. your question. You. Um,
0: just stay on the line because the next text I'm going to read out is uh, not the car that you want. It's a bit older, but um, it's someone with very, very similar interests, Ahmed. So have a good evening and enjoy that car.
1: You too. Thank you, guys.
0: So, Stephen's texting, and we're talking about cars that have held their value, classic cars, or modern classic cars. This is a 2007 Porsche GT3 RS, Uh, first generation, silver with with rims, roll cage decals, the whole lot. Steel, not um, PCCB brakes. Is that porcelain or something? What, carbon? What is it? Carbon ceramic. Carbon ceramic. Carbon ceramic brakes. Um, Brakes. (laughs) So, it's got steel brakes. So, the, the brakes aren't as... I mean, they're, they're not as they're expensive. they fine. They stopped the fine. car. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mint condition. One owner since new. Listen to the kilometres on this. 1,018. <gasps> this is a 2007 car. They've taken so, it around the block. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen's, looked at, block, Stephen's yeah. looked at his car a few times. What do we think about the kind of money Stephen could get from that car?
2: Well, um... In all honesty, there's a, there's a very special way to sell a car like this. And this would be through international auction houses and things like that. Mm. Uh, as Damien was mentioning before, and I was mentioning before, in terms of production numbers, the GT3 RS is very rare. I think it's in the low thousands. Um, the fact that the kilometers are that low is incredible as well. And um, in terms of pricing, I think you'd be hard-pressed to get more than five six 600,000 dirhams here. And, uh, but if you were to sell it in Europe through auction and find the right buyer, you're looking a couple hundred thousand euros. Wow. This
3: conversation is sparking lots of interesting messages. And actually, I wanted to ask this one to Damien. It's sort of a bit more of a kind of wider car chat question. It's from Daniel. He's from England and he's got a 2004 Bentley GT Continental and it's done 100,000 miles. He's Mm. asking, is it worth bringing it to the UAE and what's what's it worth? So we'll come to NAS for what's it worth. But is it worth bringing a car like that over?
1: Uh, no, no, in, in short, no. I mean, beautiful car, lovely car, but but there are, there's quite an abundance of them here mm. and it's a left-hand drive market here. His car, I'm assuming, is a right-hand drive car. So for any, for if I was in his position, I would probably sell it, come over here and buy exactly the same car. That's a
0: lot less hassle. Uh,
2: 2004 Bentley GT. Um, I've seen these cars change hands at 50,000 ohms, and I've seen them change wow. hands at 120,000 ohms. And wow. it all depends on... The kilometers, of course, and most importantly, the service history, because these things cost an arm and a leg to put right when they go wrong. So you want to make sure you're buying one which is clean, it's got the right mileage, it's backed up by service history, because if something goes wrong, it could cost a lot of money.
0: Okay, just one more point from Stephen. Stephen was the one with the uh, 2007 Porsche GT3 RS. He previously owned a 996 GTR RS before this vehicle. He sold it in 1997 to a man who wrote it off on a track day within the first week of owning it. So, <laughs> oh no! you know, Ouch. poor Stephen. Mm-hmm. I feel for Stephen because Stephen is the kind of man that drives a car for 1,000 kilometres, hands over this child of his that he's reared and raised and protected all this time <laughs> and the new owner just crashes it on a track day. However, awful. that
2: car is so rare no he matter what condition yeah. the accident was in somebody could have fixed that put it back on the road and it'll still be worth a lot of money today regardless of the fact that it was you know driven on track and had accidents and things like that um fully repaired cars worth close to a million dirhams
0: okay uh <laughs> final one i think we'll just squeeze this one in uh where it gone now i've just seen it it's a golf can you see it Can you see it there, Rosanna? Hi, I'm Victor. Yes, it's Victor. Hi, Victor. Uh, 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 Hi, yes. (laughs) Can you
3: please let me know how much I can expect on a 2013 Golf R MK6 full service history clocked at 98,000 miles second owner? Thanks.
2: Clocked usually means the kilometres have been rolled back. So I'm assuming it's... No, I think it means (laughs) it's clocked up (laughs) 9,000 miles. Don't Um, be mean. (laughs) It's absolutely fine. Um, I'd say if you are to sell this car privately you'd get around fifty to 55,000 dirhams. Uh, incredible car, really holding value.
0: Okay, that's all we've got time for on this week's Drive Live Talks Automotive. Of course, cash or trash, always very busy. It will be back next week, so if we missed you out, please text in again next week. Massive thank you to our two guests, the roving uh, Damien Reed, Motoring Jealous. Damien, just briefly, where are you off to next?
1: Uh, well, I'm off to the airport in a few hours. <laughs> wow, of and, course you are. Uh, I'm doing something very different. I'm going to uh, Mongolia. Wow. And going to uh, into the Gobi Desert on Sunday with some with some fossickers and geologists and various things with Infinity to um, to go and look for. Dinosaur eggs. I don't know what we'll find out there. We're so doing it on Sunday. Are you
0: going to come back and tell us all about it very soon?
1: I'll be back on Wednesday. Okay.
0: Yes. <laughs> well, we might even call you up on Thursday because that is fascinating. Damien Reed, of course, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure. Nas Chadry from WeCashAnyCar.com, a Dubizel company. Excellent to have your Rainman esque uh, figure brain for Cash or Trash this always week. Always a pleasure. Thank you very so much. Thanks so much, Nas. There's just so much more to hear.
1: Download our podcasts at Dubaii1038.com.